Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. The 2022 midterm election cycle is underway and picking up steam by the moment. So you're going to see a lot of things happening, both here in the state of Utah and across the country, of course, in the nation's capital. And one of the questions that always comes up during an election year is, what do you do as an elected official? Is this the time to uh, go for good politics or is this the time to go for good policy? And there are some interesting things happening. Uh, Let's start in Washington, D.C. The Hill reported this morning a new bill uh, coming out from a number of Democrats Uh, with an interesting proposal, and it's an interesting group of Democrats. The uh, proposal, which is being led by Democratic Senator Mark Kelly from Arizona and Maggie Hassan from New Hampshire, uh, both of whom are in uh, very tight races, uh, races that are really in the toss-up category, and very important for Democrats to maintain control of the United States Senate. So both of them are facing some pretty stiff wins in terms of re-election. So the proposal that they came out with uh, today would wipe out the 18 cent per gallon tax, federal tax on fuel until the start of, wait for it, 2023. So an interesting thing. So here you've got uh, a number of Democratic senators. Uh, there were a few others also interesting to note. Uh, Raphael Warnick, Democrat from Georgia. Uh, Catherine Cortez Masto, Democrat from Nevada. Uh, as well as Debbie Stabenow, a Democrat from Michigan, and Jackie Rosen, a Democrat from Nevada, uh, all of whom are facing really tough re-election campaigns. And so coming out with a piece of policy that sounds good for the constituents back home who are dealing with high fuel costs. So let's just stop collecting the gas tax, 18 cents a gallon, Did you know 18 cents a gallon is what you spend uh, on your gas tax, federal gas tax? And so on one hand, that sounds like a great proposal. On the other, it seems very political uh, to do this now. Uh, In fact, there have been proposals in Congress over the gas tax uh, for a number of years. Um, Many have offered the idea of reduce the federal gas tax to just make sure we can maintain roads and bridges of the interstate variety because that is Congress's job. And then let states do what they need to to deal with their own roads. So maybe if you cut the national gas tax down to seven cents a gallon and then states could tack on another three or five or seven cents if they wanted to uh, for their own funding for uh, roads that are inside the state. Uh, but Democrats have been very opposed to that because it is a very much a federalist approach. It's a state-based approach to roads and uh, and bridges, as opposed to the federal mandates of we send the 18 cents a gallon back to Washington. It goes through the Washington ringer, and then it gets appropriated back to the states, usually with a whole lot of strings attached. We know here in the state of Utah that uh, we can put a lot more steel and concrete into the ground 
if we're doing it at the state and local level as opposed to doing it on the federal level because of all the strings, uh, Davis-Bacon wages, a lot of the EPA uh, components to all of that that slows the process down and uh, actually makes it less efficient. And so that's the big question. Good policy or good politics? Now, I think there's some good policy to be had in this proposal. Again, I think if you could make it much more of a state-based issue, block grant uh, that money back to the states, or just the states do it themselves. Uh, things that are interstate uh, that require federal action, fine. You can collect enough of a federal gas tax to do that. Uh, I think that's a debate worth having. I think that's a discussion worth having. I think it would be worth it for some Republicans uh, to go to their Democratic colleagues. Again, all of these folks are in really tough re-election campaigns in states that were very close. They're kind of the purple state squad, uh, Georgia, Nevada, uh, Arizona, New Hampshire. All of these had tight races in 2020. And so a bunch of Republicans should just say, hey, we can have that conversation. Let's take a look at that. What would happen if we lowered uh, the federal gas tax? Would that be good policy? Would the right things be done to keep the uh, the roads, the highways, and freeways rolling along? And so that's the real test to me is, again, I actually like the proposal, and I think there should be more discussion on how to do that. I do question just uh, rolling in in an election year and saying, hey, we're just going to get rid of it. We're just going to end it for just, you know, until after the election, and then, then they can come back. So I'm really concerned about you, Miss Voter, Mr. Voter, and how much you're paying for gas. And so I'm going to save you 18 cents a gallon. Uh, but just until you vote for me in November, and then it's coming back. Uh, I think that's the wrong message. And so often we see these things of, are they good policy or are they just good politics? And we're going to dive deeper into this as we go further into the show today and talk about the differences between political wins and what real leadership looks like. Because I continue to maintain that you can win an election, you can gain political power, but that does not mean you are leading. Let me say that again. (laughs) You can win a campaign, you can win an election, you can gain political power for yourself or for your party, but that does not in any way, shape, or form Tell me that you are leading. And I have been critical of both Democrats and Republicans because they both decided that the best way for us to get more political power in the 2022 midterm election is to just scream at what we are against. And so Republicans are screaming against the current administration and President Joe Biden. Joe Biden himself called out Republicans and said, I get it. I know what you're against. Can you tell me what you're for? Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said, we're not saying anything about what we're for until we win. So they're just going to scream about what's wrong. And you can win an election that way, but that does not mean you're leading. On the Democratic side, Chuck Schumer has played the same cagey role. Many have asked if he would support uh, primary challenges for uh, people like uh, Kirsten Sinema or Joe Manchin. And he just said, my only focus is on maintaining power in 2022. And that's the question we all should be asking of our elected officials. Are they really interested in good public policy? 
or are they only interested in power? Just because you get power or win an election does not mean you're leading, and it's a time for leadership. We'll be right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.